is like brushing the back of hands going to be the ultimate of excitement or is it just, you know, a little bit of casual foreplay while in a ballroom full of people? Welcome to A Book and a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Hello, my name is Megan O'Russell, and welcome to episode 16 of A Book and a Dream. Have you ever really wondered how authors go about describing characters' ages? As there's not a lineup at the front of the book where they're like, and this 12-year-old and this 14-year-old, how do you get the vibe of what age group your characters have? It's tough. Let's just start there. One of the weirdest things is how your perspective of events shift over time. So I recently read a Twitter thread about people discussing ages and books, and then I was speaking to my husband about how we look at things so differently that by the time you're an adult, are you really sure how things went when you were little? Like when I was four, I was in preschool and I had this crush on this boy in my head. We were dating and he moved. Now in my memory, which seems like it should be correct, he came to say goodbye to our preschool class and he was wearing like a little military school uniform, which I thought was like real cute. But I can't think of any circumstances where a four-year-old would be wearing a miniature military uniform or being sent to military school. I don't think that exists when people are four. I don't know. He was probably wearing like a polo and shorts to go to like the Catholic preschool. And I just thought that it was super fancy. But in my head, he was like shipping out. So that's one of the biggest problems that I found in writing the different age brackets is how they view the events that are unfolding around them and how we as readers experience them through those characters. So for instance, it's easier to talk about in the first person, though this is not an exclusive issue to books that are written in the first person. So let's take Bryant Adams of How I Magically Messed Up My Life in Four Freaking Days and Anna Ryland of Ember and Stone. So they're both about the same age when the books start out. If you look at their lives, where they've been, Bryant is in Manhattan. He's privileged. He's 16. He's never had anything like death defying, but has like some good world experience. He's grown up in Manhattan. He's traveled. He like goes to high school in the Bronx and, you know, exciting things. Then you look at Enna. She has a very small scope of experience. She's really never been outside of her tiny town where she knows everyone there. But she's dealt with a lot of trauma. She's dealt with death. She's dealt with fear. So even though they're both starting off on a living on a level playing field as far as age, Bryant is going to look at things a lot more flippantly, a lot more excitedly. He's going to think of things as adventures rather than a threat because in his world, things aren't threats. They're adventures. Everything's going to turn out fine, you know. My mom's going to be there making me dinner when I get home and it's all going to be cool, which, you know, then obviously you rip that security out from under them because 
that's what authors do. They torment their characters. But if you were to put Enna in that same exact situation, probably removing cell phones because she wouldn't know what they were, she wouldn't view it as an adventure. She would view it as a threat on her life. Now, she wouldn't have the knowledge base to necessarily be able to identify it because, you know, no internet or to know exactly where to run to because she only knows her village, but she would have the street smarts to view it as a threat right away. And a lot of that does have to do with genre. Our expectations within a genre vary greatly. Like if you're writing a dystopian your character should be at least familiar with pain and death. Even if they haven't experienced it personally, they should at least know that the world is a deep, dark, not so great place. They should have that base level. Whereas, you know, someone like Bryant, who's lived in happy little Manhattan, thinks like, oh yeah, there are problems in the world, but Starbucks and pizza. So there is a difference based on that. A lot of it also has to do with how we as a society view Teenagers, especially, well, I'm a YA author, so for me, it's teenagers. But when I was 12, I was, you know, muddy and scratched up from playing outside and, you know, hanging out in tree houses. And 12 year olds now have like iPhones and perfectly contoured makeup because they're not being forced to go through, you know, 10 years of trauma where you don't know how eyeshadow is supposed to work. So it's a very, different thing with how we are allowing children to grow up, how we are pushing to children, how we are pushing children to grow up and what our expectations are of what knowledge they should have at what time. Unfortunately, while that affects people like Bryant, what are you going to do about the other genres? So here are a few things you want to look at when you're choosing how to project a certain age group, be it 13, 16, 4, 30, whatever it is. First of all, you want to look at your time period. A 16-year-old in the Victorian era would not be, well, unless it was a plot point that it's weird that she is, hooking up with a guy in a closet. She would not be crawling around with some guy in the hay. Unless, of course, It is part of your story that she's like stepping out there, but that would not be considered average behavior. That would be considered something strange where, you know, you write a modern set novel and some people go play spin the bottle and make out in the closet for seven minutes and everyone's like, eh, Friday night, what are you going to do? That also applies to fantasy worlds. Like you're creating an off-world fantasy. You're not going to have a time frame like we would have for, you know, well, in the 1920s, this was okay. But in 1810, that was a big no-no. But I would strongly suggest making up the rules of your society. Is PDA okay? Is drinking okay? What are the expectations of virginity before marriage if you're going into, you know, that horny OYA series? What are their expectations of how children should get money? Do they live with their parents? At what age should they leave their parents? When are they expected to get married? Answer those questions so you can sort of relate to where in that process of transitioning into adulthood your characters fall. Also look at what has been expected of them. Once you've written down that list of what society has expected, what has happened to them personally? Did their parents die? Have they raised four younger siblings? Has everyone else they know 
still been kept within the safety of home and they've been kept out and forced to earn their own living, how have they been asked to exceed the standard of what is expected of their age group? Also within that comes knowledge level. Let's say you have someone who is super, super book smart. They've read an entire library. The way that they behave because they have all of that knowledge would be different than someone who is illiterate. They're going to know a lot more about royalty, food, travel. They're going to have that knowledge base. A really fun thing you can play with is if they have that knowledge base but no street smarts, then, you know, that can end in disaster. And disaster is always fun when you're writing a book. But look at how much education they have building them up to being the hero in their own story. Also, really, really look at genre. And I know we talked about fantasy and dystopian, but there are expectations of books If you are going to write a paranormal romance, they're going to expect your characters to behave a little bit older than if you write a straight up urban fantasy. If you're writing an academy book, you can get away with more innocent behavior and mannerisms than you can if you're writing a dystopian. So do your genre research, read some books and see where the line in the sand has been drawn Another thing, and it's always awkward to talk about because they're teenagers and like you couldn't even film this for HBO, but you need to look at how much romantic experience your characters have had versus their peers. So if they're in a strict society where there's like no touching allowed, have they fit in with that? Do they know what happens when touching happens? Have they been told the birds and the bees? Have they gone there for themselves? While I don't think that, and let me hop up on my feminist soapbox for a moment, while I don't think that every character's virginity is necessarily the business of the reader, you as an author should at least know if they know what lies below the clothing of the opposite sex. Because, you know, that's going to change how they interact with their love interest. Is like brushing the back of hands going to be the ultimate insight of excitement? Or is it just, you know, a little bit of casual foreplay while in a ballroom full of people? Those are great ways to build on what your character knows for their age group. If you need to add in a side character who's either more prudish or more sexually active than your protagonist in order to give readers a deeper look into the world and what that society expects of them and the different ways they could disappoint their parents, then go for it. It's world building. It'll give readers a better insight into what is making your character tick and what ways you want them to grow. Speaking of growing your characters, know going in how big a journey you want them to take. Are they starting off as an assassin? Are they already the leader? Are they a savior? Are they an innocent child who's going to be forced to become something? If you look at a series like Aragon, you have small town kid, really knows a lot about the woods, but doesn't know anything about like girls or the world or anything else. And by the end, he's epic because he grew. So if you want them to have that huge coming-of-age story arc like Harry Potter, like Aragon, then know how innocent you need to start them so that you give them a place to grow. If Aragon already had like, you know, 12 girlfriends and was 
totally great at fighting, then he wouldn't go anywhere. So yeah, if you start the series, he reads as a little bit young for his age. But then by the end of the series, he's way mature for his age because he had that transition. So if you're a reader, give authors the benefit of the doubt that they're creating that arc for a reason. And if you're an author, make sure you're creating that arc for a reason. And most importantly, when you're figuring out how to age your characters, just focus on their personality. If they're super outgoing, super smart, let them live their life. If they are an introvert who does not want to speak to any people, let them go. Let them be who they are. Guide them with their ages, but love them for their characterizations and personalities first, because that is what readers are going to hold on to. So... If you are an author, have you ever had any problems setting up how you want your characters to display their age? If you're a reader, are there any times that you've seen this done really well or maybe not so well and you're like, why is this nine-year-old leading an army? Let me know. I am interested. Drop it in the comments below or tweet me, Instagram me, Facebook me. I'm everywhere. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on your preferred platform. If you are watching this as a video, don't forget that A Book and a Dream is available in podcast form on basically every platform. And I will see you all next time. Mm -hmm.